1: Well, if you say so, your
0: host, Ian Garlick. Are you ready to level up your business using video marketing? Are you sick of getting price shopped, losing to inexperienced local competition, and just getting overall bad leads from the internet that don't understand the value of working with you? Are you a chiropractor, lawyer, doctor, dentist that just feels you're not charging enough for your services and not getting the people and the level of clients and patients that you deserve? Are you ready to become the local authority and drive more pre leads to your business? Well, I'm going to show you how to, in a 90-minute training I created, to level up your business. And by using these video strategies, we've helped grow businesses from six to seven figures over the past 12 years and the training is free just click on the show notes or go to authenticweb.media slash level up to sign up for the free training all right welcome to the garlic marketing show today's show is brought to you by authentic web the leader in video storytelling and we're talking about facebook to ads today and if you really want To amplify your Facebook ads, video and video storytelling is the way to go. Authentic Web, we've been doing this for over 10 years and help you to not only use them on Facebook, but also in in SEO, YouTube, and other strategies. Uh, If you're really looking to sell with story, go to videocasestory.com or go to authenticweb.media to set up a free consultation. Today's guest I'm super excited about is my good, good friend, Nehal. He is a f- true Facebook ads expert, but a lot of people out there, you know, that uh, and they all, you know, I, I, we're around the block. We hear a lot of people. I see the people take the courses because I take the courses too, because I want to know what's going on and then say they're a Facebook ads expert. But I've seen Nahal work on major, major campaigns, worked with a lot of uh, people I know, and uh, I'm super excited to have you on, buddy.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate you
0: inviting me. Yeah. So today we're gonna talk about obviously what's working in Facebook ads, how to, you know, how to identify a Facebook ads agency, when to hire an ad agency, when to do it yourself. But also at the end, we'll talk about the three, four types of video that are really working for you right now. But tell me, let's get a little bit into your background. How did you get into Facebook ads? So
1: I actually started an agency by accident because someone asked me to do a website. And I said, of course, I do a website. And I had no idea. And I just kind of figured life out. Um, And as that happened, it's like, okay, I'm going to sell this website for whatever I thought was good enough. After I did that, I just kept selling more websites. But the issue was, is that if you're on the sales side and a technician, then you can't really grow the business because you keep having like a ping pong action where you you go into sales mode, then you go to implement like actual execution mode and you keep going back and forth. And that's a vicious cycle. So eventually um, I also wanted like recurring income and recurring like revenue to come in. And so that took me to social media posts and then social media organic reach really got uh, low. And eventually I I landed on
0: Facebook ads. Uh, This was about like four or five years ago. Awesome. And before we get too much into it, um, you have a website that people can go to. Yeah, so ad scorecard is like a
1: holistic method to optimize your advertising campaign. Most people just focus on the ad and the ad optimization, but there's five other elements for a total of seven that we look at when we're making decisions on our campaigns, when it comes to like actually analyzing, auditing, and making decisions to improve the performance of a campaign. And so that's what the ad scorecard is. And so we can go deeper into what those seven elements are and how we look at it from an actual optimization of a whole business and front end engine of a business instead of just, what is my cost per click, cost per lead, call it CPA, and that's it. Um, there's a lot more to that, and when things are working, you don't really need to know a lot of that, or you don't care to. But when things are broken and people's jobs uh, are at risk, then uh, you have to dig a lot deeper, and that's where uh, that comes in.
0: Awesome. You know, and I think you know when things are broken. And this is a big problem. You know is I think it's more people think that they can just set up Facebook ads because they took a class and don't know how to fix things when they're broken. Because I mean, how often do things break in Facebook ads? (laughs) (laughs) Daily. (laughs) Daily. Exactly. I, I, people forget it 's this highly complicated machine you 've got an you got algorithm you 've got a you know an ads interface that 's really the ads interface is actually pretty easy to use mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that 's part of the problem too that 's why there's so many Facebook ads experts out there like, "Oh I can log in and boost a post um, <laughs> but why do things break and what do you do when they break? So we have accounts, for example, one of our clients spending
1: 40000 a month. When we're doing their optimization, their target CPA um, was $70. We're hovering around $60 to $70, spending $1,300 a day. As we're doing that, uh, their ad account spend, uh, spend limit got hit. And the ad account, all of the ad accounts and money that we were spending completely got paused for 24 hours. They fixed the limit. And then the next day, um, ad, uh, CPA has been anywhere between $130 to $400. Uh, we didn't change anything, you know? And so there's account irregularities like that. You could lose accounts. Um, and there's a lot of like odd things that can happen that's, that are on the fringe. But then from like a day-to-day standpoint, This is based off of an auction, so it depends on how many people are competing for the same audience and depending on competing on the same eyeball, and so when you're targeting different people locally or nationally or different pockets of audiences, there's just different time of day and time of the year, time of the month that people are targeting those people, so you'll see... Performance numbers go up and down depending on the end of a quarter or beginning of a quarter or during holiday seasons or promotion times. There's so many variables and um, Facebook, it's constant change. And I think that is a challenge for a lot of different personalities because there are ways to grow your business in a more systematic and uh, predictable way. Facebook, if, if, as the entrepreneur, if they're in there, it becomes a challenge because that's not what their core expertise is, and that's not where they want to invest majority of their attention. Um, and so uh, a business is more complex than just Facebook ads, and that's why most people find agencies like, like ours. But there's other businesses where Facebook ads is the core, and for them, it makes sense to invest a lot more time, attention, and resources there uh, because it, it's so critical.
0: And, and and, yeah, Facebook, everyone's on Facebook and people tell me they're not on Facebook, but you know, even if they're not on Facebook, there's the Facebook ads network too. So that, you know, the Facebook ads for those of you that don't know Facebook ads, the video ads, especially can show up in other places on apps, on wall street journal, on tons of places. People show me their ads showing up everywhere. Um,
1: you know, I never click ads and, it, it, and you might not, but you might not even know what an ad looks like because they're crafted so well.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know the videos that we have look like they're embedded when people run Facebook ads with them. They look like they're embedded in these, you know, and if your video is embedded inside of an article and it doesn't look like an ad, if it, especially if it's, if it's well done. Um, so you were talking about CPA. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about CPA. What's CPA, and how do you determine what a good CPA is, and how long does it take to get there?
1: All right. So cost per acquisition means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And so we have clients that are spending a dollar and getting anywhere between 10 to $17 in revenue in the same month. And so there's those type of situations. And it's not like they're spending, you know, $100 or $500. It's not like that. Um, But they're just generating a significant amount of revenue with enough meat on the bone where they're living an incredible lifestyle. And then there's other clients that we have that their whole target is if I can just get a dollar and make a dollar back in margin – Um, So, for example, a physical product company, if they spend a dollar and they get 250% return on that spend, meaning they spend a dollar and make $2.50, that's actually their break-even point. After cost of goods sold, after shipping, after refunds, taxes, all of that stuff. So, for that type of business, if they can create the front-end engine, that's what we focus on, is that if we can create the front-end engine... Eventually, with all these traffic leads and customers that are coming in, we're hoping and we're optimizing for, for them to buy again. So an example of this is we work with a company that's a software company. They have 12 uh, softwares in their organization that target relatively the same type of person. And so what happens is that we get one person to come in at a breakeven CPA and buy. What we're seeing is within 30 days, they're buying another 30 or 40 percent of them are buying the next product. And so if you look at day zero, you're spending a dollar and making a dollar, it doesn't sound great, but if you're spending $30,000 and you know, 30% of those buyers are going to buy another piece of software within the first 30 days and then more over the lifetime of of that client, um, good things are going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to deciding of what your CPA number is, there's so many different factors, depends on if this is a one-off product it depends on if there, how much of a back end that you have or how much of an overhead that you're looking to cover how many other traffic sources you have it's not as simple as you know i sell a um my gym is a hundred dollars a month um i need to get a cpa of a hundred because the average person stays three or six months so it's a little bit more complex for that um so it depends on on the business really
0: gotcha uh and um Let's talk a little bit about that though because you know people have certain expectations when they start in Facebook ads and then w- when they start doing them for a while they don't you know they've changed uh, how do you you know what do you see as far as expectations, realistic expectations and out of whack expectations with Facebook ads:
1: Yeah this is a, a big challenge. For most agencies and for first-time like advertisers, there's so much fear, right? And there's so many like mental blocks until you get to a point where you either address them or are frustrated enough with your business and your life that you're like, okay, I want to just solve this. Um, so what happens is that when you're starting advertising, you don't know anything. Like you don't know benchmarks, you don't know your audiences, you don't know what funnel is going to work, angles going to work. Nothing is just everything is an educated guess, right? And the only way to get to a point where your campaign is profitable is by testing and figuring out what not to do so you know what to actually do. And there's a lot of challenges around that until you've actually done it. So my expectation, especially when someone's starting uh, brand new, is that how quickly can we get to break even at a ad spend that is somewhat significant. So getting to break even on a $100 ad spend is very hard. There's so many, like, Ad costs are so expensive, it it's all, almost means nothing. So breaking even at hundred dollars. So what we try to do is can we get at least you know, $3,000 a month in ad spend so we have enough to test and play around with. And depending on the product, that might be just one coaching client at $5,000 and that's all we need. We can just get one close at $3,000, incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Or it might be that uh, we need 10 gym members uh, at, at our gym in order for that to even make remotely any sense. So in our what we're trying to do is optimize first for like cash flow and break-even on day zero and, and month zero. So what that means is that if I spend three thousand dollars this month, is it possible for me to get back that three thousand dollars the same month so I can reinvest it further? That's like usually step one.
0: Gotcha. Um <laughs> so at what point You know, people are back and forth on this. At what point should people be doing their own Facebook ads? And at what point should they be hiring an agency? In the beginning
1: stages, like especially if you're spending, depending on the type of business you are, depending on how much revenue you're doing, doing Facebook ads yourself might make absolutely complete sense because your business isn't there where it makes sense to do it. So uh, for one of our clients, she's just hitting you know, her uh, mid six figures, and she's getting to a point that she's getting grants, she's getting different types of funding sources, she's hiring people, she's expanding to new markets. And now it doesn't make sense for her to be Facebook advertising, because there's actually a direct opportunity cost. Um, whereas it makes complete sense to do that, because they the, the biggest challenge you might have is you just don't have clients. And that's like the core skill set. So for me, my perspective is if you can go to any Facebook ad agency or any agency for any traffic source with some data that helps them make decisions and optimize way quicker than a lot of, uh, you know, variables that they just don't know that they don't know. So when there's too much of an unknown, it's hard to make any kind of decisions. And so from a business standpoint, an ideal situation would be you start spending $10 to $30 a day and just start playing with it um, just so you can get some data, make some educated guesses and then start speaking to friends if you have any in the Facebook ads space and then find an agency once you're seeing some momentum and seeing some ability to make some sort of decision.
0: Um, so, what would that initial Facebook ad strategy like?
1: That initial strategy. So, where a lot of our clients are in the uh, services or education space, or selling something that is high margin. Um, other types of organizations are prim- primarily like physical products, right? So, it depends on your business. It depends on the meaningful revenue that it would make sense for the ad spend to uh, generate for you to see momentum. For us, we try to start with $50 to $100 a day in ad spend. Um, You can definitely start lower than that. From an agency standpoint, if you're paying an agency, if you're not spending enough, um, it's almost like you're wasting everyone's time because you're just not getting results quick enough and you're not getting data quick enough. But if you're doing it yourself, you can start as low as like $10 a day, $30 a day. And what you would want to do is first figure out the angle where people are actually clicking your ad um, and getting to your landing page. So we try to collect leads as frequently as possible, as long as it makes sense in in the sales journey, in order to do follow-up marketing to sell them uh, additional products. So the campaign may be as simple as Facebook ad to a landing page. Landing page collects information and goes to further education that eventually goes to a sales page or goes straight uh, to some sort of education that leads to a phone call. Um, It depends on the type of business that it is. Um, From our standpoint, when we're looking at advertising, the first thing we're we're trying to do is, are people actually clicking? So the metrics that we're looking at is the click-through rate overall. Is it at least 2.5 to 3%? And then is the click-through rate of the link is 1% to 1.5. So for anyone who's new to Facebook ads, the way it works is that there are two types of click-through rate percentages. What that means is for every 1,000 people or 100 people that are looking at your ad, how many of them actually engage with the overall ad, meaning they can click the Facebook page, they can click the comments section, they can of course click the ad, et cetera. And then there is another metric that's way more specific, that is how many people, what's the percentage of people that are actually clicking the link and going doing the action that you want them to, that's like step one. So the metric there that we usually look for is 2.5 to 3% on the overall ad one to 1.5 of the actual link click. And then from there, depending on what type of landing page it is, our expectation is 20% um, to all the way up to 50%, depending on the type of page that it is.
0: Oh, okay. Very cool. So I should kill some of my ads right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, um, but You know, so there's other things like, um, you know, is relevancy score always important? And, you know, that's another oh, one no. thing that, uh, because people concern themselves a lot about relevancy score. But, you know, I've made some money uh, from stuff that's low relevancy score uh, just because it's like you've got to get in front of people. and It's just like a branding play and right. they, they might not engage until until later on. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how you feel about that.
1: Yeah, so we have uh, a handful of campaigns that have five relevancy scores or lower that are still relatively profitable that operate just fine. But we, that is something that we actively look at, and we've seen like, click-through rates are the exact same. CPCs are, are relatively the same, but what we'll see is relevancy scores start dropping, and the conversion rate of the overall ad starts dropping and especially when we're looking to scale, uh, that's something uh, we, we face at times because of audience overlap, uh, because of frequency going higher. So it is something that we definitely look at and we optimize for, um, but it's not the end-all, be-all. There's pretty much no metric that we look at that is the end-all, be-all other than CPA, if we can track it all the way back to an
0: ad or an ad set or a campaign. So, yeah, let's talk about those metrics. When you talk about those seven metrics that are, are um, and, and that is adscorecard.com, correct? Yep, that's right. Um, so, at adscorecard.com If you're listening to the show and on the podcast on your phone, uh, you can just click on the image of the podcast. It'll flip over, you can click on the link, and it'll send you right there. But tell, tell me about those metrics, the ones that, you, that are standard, and then the ones that you really focus on that you feel most people don't. Don't. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I'll actually make sure to link um, some kind of like financial modeling tools as well that we use to map out our uh, campaigns. I think it's very important for people to understand what in their own businesses, what a successful campaign looks like, what a break even campaign looks like, and what are the different levels of a failing or a successful campaign? Because what happens is that most people look at, did I spend money and did I make money? Yes or no. And then sometimes they don't even know if that's true, right? And the challenge becomes is that when things are working, there's a lot of situations that we dealt with where we just come in and they didn't even realize how well things were going. And so we work with a, one of my consulting clients. Um, They're spending $60 a day and making three times that ad spend and they didn't know. Um, And within two months, they're spending about $2,500 a month profitably. Uh, I'm sorry, $2,500 a day uh, profitably. So imagine going from $60 to $2,500 a day, just because you found out that you're actually profitable and figuring out how to scale while staying profitable. That's very important to know. But then if you're failing, how badly are you failing and how far are you from levels of break even in order to get back to profitability? So uh, I'll share that. What we look at is for people who are taking notes, we look at three types of metrics. We look at total numbers, meaning what are the total number of clicks that we got, leads that we got, applications or booked appointments, total number of closes, things like that. Then we look at cost per number. So what is my cost per click, cost per lead, cost per application, cost per acquisition, right? Then what we look at are um, ratios. So there are dispositions, meaning friction points throughout each of of the funnel steps. So, for example, there's a a difference between number of people that actually click an ad versus people who become a lead. And so that is a ratio. Then there's a percentage of people who become a lead, then actually book an application or book an appointment. So each one of those become ratios. And then you have to know what is it that are the biggest gaps in my business? What am I going to completely ignore for now because I know the numbers are working? And then where am I going to invest majority of my time? So I'll give you an example. We have a client right now that is in the coaching space and the biggest gaps in their business right now is that CPL is up about 20, 25%. That means if that number is up 25%, like our by default, our cost per application is up 25% and uh, the cost per close. And uh, outside of the cost per lead number, their close percentage submission from application to close has dropped significantly. And so now those are the two numbers that we're focusing on and working on optimizing and everything else in the business when it comes to an advertising and optimization standpoint, we're almost ignoring because we know where to invest our time and resources.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's important <laughs> because yeah. time and resources are critical. Um,
1: the business has same challenges there. There's a limitation to how much time there is based off how many people are on your team or agencies or people that you're engaging, how much cash you have in the bank or how much you can invest in Improving your assets, your funnels, your ad copy, your people on, on the media buying side, and then there's like actual like you know energy and, and willpower to like figure things out and that is a very limited resource and so you combine all of that, and if you don't consider that, what ends up happening is you you just feel stuck without knowing why
0: yeah, and that's I mean that's very very frustrating we've all been there um, so when you go to hire an agency if I mean obviously they want to hire you contact you, but you know, if they're looking to hire someone, let's say local or in a different vertical, what are the things that you should be asking Know your Facebook feed? And, and should you be hiring? First of all, should you be hiring an agency that does more than Facebook ads? Have you ever seen an agency that can do Facebook at like a, a lot of different things?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I think one of the challenges is that there are agencies that are the, you know, all in one agency. And advertising especially if you're looking to advertise at a high level meaning high level in your niche might be 5,000 a month and locally or at a national level or international level it might be 30,000 to a hundred thousand plus per month and so the type of agency that you engage is needs to be you know thought through and based off of some sort of criteria. From my standpoint, um, I prefer hiring experts when it comes to um, this kind of stuff. When it comes to media buying, especially on Facebook or on AdWords or on YouTube, like there's so many nuances, um, and the more complex it is, the, the greater the chances are is that the agency that you're working with or potentially considering might not be learning or trying new stuff. Um, it's very easy to get complacent in advertising when things are working and then your whole body goes in, you know, whole business goes into a shock when things aren't working um, and you have to reinvent yourself and that's not for everyone. Um, So I would highly suggest experts when possible. Um, When it comes to like agency, there's a few different ways. So one is, If you want to choose an agency based off of local or national, like, you know, local or virtual, for some people, like I haven't met half of my clients and that doesn't bother most of the clients. Um, There are other businesses that refuse to do to work with an agency that isn't local that they can't look at the whites in their eyes. You know, Um, so that's a preference for some people and that's a critical part of their decision. Um, For me, it isn't. I, I have team members all over and I have different vendors all over. Um, then after you make the local or then uh, virtual decision, then it's, do they have any case studies in your actual space and how, you know, thorough are those case studies or how in depth are they? Um, and what were they actually responsible for in that, uh, when things go well, it's because all of us are doing a good job. When things go bad, um, there's usually a specific reason. And, and unfortunately the agency is the first one that, that gets blamed. Uh, it's just a reality because it's the person who's directly responsible, right? Yep. when it comes to what is in control of the agency, it's the different inputs, but the output is based off of a lot of different elements. So, for example, uh, what the Facebook algorithm is doing, or like for whatever reason the delivery is off, or people aren't converting, or you know the, the receptionist isn't picking up the phone and calling them, <laughs> whatever the, the case is, and so. There's so many things that are uh, not in the control of an agency. And the reason I bring that up is because you want to make sure the agency that you're choosing is, was actually in control of the elements that they were responsible for. Um, causation and correlation are, are com- commonly mixed up. and What happens is that when you're in a situation where you see a crazy case study of how I scaled X to X, Uh, or X to Y, um, the question is, well, what did you do specifically and what was your journey and what was your process, uh, to go from X to Y? Um, and you can learn a lot about how that person thinks and makes decisions, um, at that point. So that that's important. Other elements are how frequently they're creating creatives. Um, how frequently are they testing? How do they react when things break? Um, how do you, how do they react when things are successful? Um, and then ideally if you can talk to a client or, or two that they have, it's really annoying to be honest as an agency. Uh, but I understand as a, as a decision maker, um, you want to have trust. And so trust is value, you know, priceless and, uh, whatever we can do to create trust, um, and, and start the honeymoon of the relationship, uh, off on the right step. It, it's so critical uh, for the duration of the relationship. So, um, that that initial engagement. If you don't feel good or something feels wrong, there's probably something wrong.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's great advice on hiring agency. Um, so let's let's move into video, because you know, is a video, I'm big into video marketing. What are the types of videos that are working for you guys right now?
1: Yeah. So we do a lot of lead generation into coaching funnels, into information products, webinars, softwares, uh, and some into uh, e-commerce products, but. Primarily it's in the information and education space. And so there are four types of uh, videos that are working really well for us. And if you're not doing video, this might be something to consider. You'll see some of your CP- CPCs go up um, in the initial stages, but your conversion rates should also go up when it comes to landing page conversion rates and our engagement rates are phenomenal. So um, these are four different types of videos that are working well for us. So first is like an animated photo. What that means is like a cinemagraph, which is essentially a, a still photo with an element that's moving. So what that means, an example of that is like you have uh, a castle, for example, we use this on, our, on one of our ads. There's a castle and then the sky in the background behind the castle is dynamic. Like you can see the clouds go by. And so when, it, when you see it in the feed, it's just a video or a GIF, depending on how you export it, that's active, right? It's dynamic, but there's not much else to it. There's no text. There's nothing. It's just that there is a still part of the image and a moving part. So that's like the cinemagraph uh, type. And that works for for some of our clients really, really well as a test, right? So we do a variety of different tests of like link ads versus like different types of videos versus like this type of cinemagraph ad. And in some cases, this works super well. Next is talking head video. And we use these in a couple of different ways. One is we use these for uh, viral promotion where we're looking to optimize cost per three second and 10 second views uh, and then retarget those people to actually go to an opt-in page. So that's something we do where we're trying to get mass reach. And then take those people into uh, uh, some sort of lead generation campaign that's, that's proven to convert people. So we use talking head. Number three is like an animated video. What that means is that all vector-based images. So none of these are real people or humans or any of that stuff. These are all completely animated And what we're looking for there, for whatever reason, I still don't understand truly why this works, um, but I think it's because of simplicity, where with humans or with high-quality production videos in some cases, it's a lot more to take in, where sometimes with these vector-based images, it's just way easier to consume and follow along in the video. And then the last type of video, which is some of the hardest type of video to create from a cost standpoint and strategy standpoint, copy. Creation and like scripting is the long form VSL, and so we have a couple of clients who are have three minute to seven minute videos on Facebook, and they're essentially selling people on why to sign up for a webinar and um, or why to enter their information. And the quality of that lead, when the targeting is right, is, is very good because the conversion rate is fine and everything works. Um, but it it requires a lot of energy in order to develop that. And the the frequency and and the pace that you can create additional variations or do split testing sometimes is limited. So that's the one that we usually do last. So again, the the four that I mentioned are animated photos, like the cinemagraph, um, where one element is moving. Talking head, where it's 30 seconds to 60 second videos, inviting people to do an action or a viral video that eventually goes into a landing page. Third is the animated video where it's, completely vector based it's all like uh computerized and then fourth is long form vsl so those are four types of videos that we're using and then of course the value on facebook is you can pixel those people and retarget them as you want
0: awesome and if you go to um the we'll put a link in the show notes and if you go over to the blog we'll make sure to give you a demonstration of those two, four types of video um, yeah. some examples of those four types of video um and what's working right now for Hall.
1: Yeah, because one of the challenges is that, okay, I have a media buyer on my team, or I'm a media buyer on, on, in my business. It's like, what does an animated video mean? Like, show me. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll show you examples for each one of those, just so you can understand what they are. And so you can send that as an example to a video editor that you hire on Fiverr or you know Upwork or wherever, or someone on your team, just so they have some direction and context of what to do.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Now this has been Awesome. It's always great talking to you. And if anyone wants to get in touch with you once again, that that is? at
1: scorecard.com as an advertising scorecard. So it's at scorecard.com. Or uh, I'm very easy to harass on Facebook, usually. <laughs> so uh, I am the only Nahal Kazim. So it's very easy to find me and you can message me there. Uh, happy to connect.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you are the only Nahal Kazim. There's another Iron Garlic. Uh, but <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome Nehal well thank you very much for being on the show my man hey thank you so much man I appreciate it yeah and if you all know, if you are looking for an amazing Facebook ads agency now it's not cheap but if you really want to do this right check him out because I, I promise you I know this work and it's fantastic and um, thank you all for listening to the Garlic Marketing Show this has been Ian Garlic and Nehal Kazim and thank you for taking us on your journey If you haven't signed up already, make sure to sign up for the free training. It's free for a limited time. The Level Up Video Marketing Training. Really take your business to the next level. Just go to authenticweb.media slash level up or click on the show notes and there will be a link right there. I look forward to seeing you in the training and look forward to seeing you level up your business.